This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 501. Watch out for those sneaky little thoughts with Jamelin Stefan. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Jamelyn Stefan, who is a certified life coach, and she's also a podcaster. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jamelyn. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you're here. You know what? I've been listening to your podcast. It's called Want to Want It. Now, if that doesn't pique your curiosity, <laughs> folks, go check it out. Jamelyn's got a delightful podcast going on where she's honing in on some things that are so powerful. And Jamelyn, you're a life coach as well. Tell us a little bit about who you are and, and where you're coming from today, just to get us started. Sure. Sure. So yeah, I'm a certified life coach and I kind of focus and specialize on helping women of faith who are trying to kind of reignite desire in their life. So definitely sexual desire. I work often with women who feel like they're the lower desire partner in their marriage, but also and they just want to want it, that they want to want it, <laughs> but they're like, not sure how to want it. Yeah. And so uh, we talk a lot about that, but also I find that most of the time these women just desire in general in their life is low because they've set aside desire for so long that they don't even know what they want anymore, or what they like. Uh, and so it's kind of reigniting all of that wanting again and learning how to actually want things. And it's like, it's a good journey. It's my own journey that I've had to take. And so I found it really um, just like, really rewarding to help women kind of step back into themselves a little bit. Yes. Well, you, you focus on women with faith or women yeah. of faith yeah, who are typically also fulfilling other roles like yes. mom, for example, or maybe yes. they've, they're entrepreneurial and they have, they have a, a job or a career mm -hmm. and they, they become very accustomed to, sort of putting their own desires aside yeah. or getting some thinking around those desires that don't really serve them well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yes. you see this all the time, don't you? Yeah. All the time, all the time. You know where I want to start with this, Jamelin? Okay. Uh, it goes back to an episode of your podcast, Want to Want It. Mm -hmm. where you were focusing on what you called sneaky little thoughts. Yes. yes. And I think to, to preface that, let's just, let's acknowledge, and we've talked about that here on this show a lot. I know that you address this in your coaching, that thoughts and feelings are not the same thing. Yes. Right. And in fact, one causes the other. Mm -hmm. In yes. fact, cue that up for us. I know exactly where. <laughs> what you're going to tell us about that, but tell us about the relationship between thoughts and feelings. 
Yeah. So I definitely have a belief in the fact that our thoughts are kind of where our agency begins, where our choice begins, and that what we think creates the feelings in our body. And it's like, I, I just can't find anything to dispute that. It's like, if we want to feel differently, we have to think differently. And that's just the truth of it. That is the entire foundation of the life coaching industry. Mm-hmm. But it's also coming from my industry of clinical psychology, where we understand it's called cognitive theory, where, right. where we talk about the relationship between our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that it's our thoughts that create our feelings, and then our feelings affect how we show up, what mm-hmm. we do, what our actions are. That is probably the most powerful realization that somebody can have. And until you see it as a choice, it's not. Yeah, totally. You, you roll with whatever your programming is or whatever you've already practiced, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk to us, if you would, a little bit about, well, actually, let's set up a contrast, okay? Because sure. if we're going to talk about okay. sneaky little thoughts, maybe we should talk about obvious big thoughts. <laughs> First, because there's some of those that cause misery too. Oh, absolutely. Things like, I'm not good enough and I never Mm -hmm. can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one's obvious, right? Yeah, it's obvious. And the one thing that I see with a lot of women that I coach is this thought that I'm broken. It's obviously not a, it's obviously not a happy thought. It obviously doesn't feel good, but it feels so true. Well, and that's interesting because whatever we're used to thinking is going to seem true to us. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just a passing thought. It's like a solid belief about them that just feels like indisputable. There's so much evidence, right? There's something wrong with me. I'm broken. And so it becomes this like whole way of being because they don't even recognize they could choose to think something different, but it's very obviously not a good good feeling kind of thought. Obvious. Anybody can look at that and say, oh, if you think that, if you believe that, you're not going to feel happy. Yeah, totally. So that's what I mean by the big obvious. Yeah. Um, It's interesting, Jamelyn, I had a conversation right here on the show. I don't know, maybe 50 episodes ago. I can't (laughs) remember how long it was with Dr. Richard Nisbet. Mm-hmm. And he's made his entire career on thinking, cognition, reason. That's what he studies. Mm-hmm. And he shared with me as I was interviewing him that the number one error that we make as human beings is that we believe what we think. Oh, I love that. It's Isn't so that true. It's so powerful. I feel like I remember Jody teaching me, like, you need to talk to your brain more than you listen to it because it's just so easy to believe what we're thinking instead of questioning. Like, is that true? Yes. Right. Well, you mentioned Jody. You're you're referring to Jody Moore. I've mm-hmm. mentioned her here on the show several times too. In fact, yeah. I was a guest on her podcast recently. Yes, I heard. And- Fantastic episode. And okay. she's, she's actually the one that facilitated this mastermind group where you and I met, Yes, where we yes. got to know each other. And this idea of thoughts versus 
feelings. Mm-hmm. I, I like the distinction that she makes because thoughts are usually sentences or narratives yes. or stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Feelings are one word. Yes. Yes. Sometimes two, but usually just yes. one. You yes. Can, how do you feel? And you'll say, well, I just feel like there's something wrong with me. No, you yeah. don't. You think that there's something wrong with you. Yes. And like Dr. Nisbet said, you believe that. And you believe because it. Because you thought it. Yes, totally. But what's the feeling that comes? Well, it's mm-hmm. inadequacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one word, right? So yeah. that's the feeling. And if you're feeling inadequate, how are you going to show up? Yeah. Yeah. So I love the model and I know I that you're too. really well versed in that. That's what you use in your coaching. Yes. Yeah. So we've got a contrast. Now we've got the big obvious ones. Like yeah. there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. Everybody hates me. Yeah. My life is a shambles, whatever. Okay. Yes. Big totally. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold our hand a little bit here, Jamelin, into the, the little sneaky ones. Yeah. Yeah. So when I talk about sneaky little thoughts, I'm thinking of thoughts that sound really nice. Like they sound really righteous or kind of morally superior or very kind. Like they, they have nice words in them, like happy, right? They're, this is the kind of words that are in the thought, but they actually make you feel terrible. But you don't always recognize it because the thought sounds so good. That's what makes them sneaky. That's what makes them sneaky. Yes. Like what? Well, like one of my favorite ones, my poor mother, she's so fantastic that I'm going to use her example because she (laughs) went all growing up. She would say to us, I just want everybody to be happy. And it's such a nice thought, right? It's like, I want this for other people. I want them to be happy. Like the word happy is in there. It just sounds like such a good thought. But the reality is, is that it created so much pressure for her because she was trying to be sure we were all happy. You know what? Even as you said it, Jamelin, I've heard you talk about this before. And as you Mm -hmm. said it just now on this mic, Mm -hmm. I just want everybody to be happy. It carries with it an energy Mm -hmm. of failure, desperation, right? pressure, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's coming from this good place inside of her. Oh, absolutely. Right. But it's like, and, and that's what this, most of these thoughts are like, it's not that they're motivated by things that are wrong. It's just what they actually create is not that feeling of peace or happiness, not kind of this thought of like, um, like I, I can be happy no matter how other people feel, but I'm going to do my best to help people have the best experience with me. Like something that's Mm -hmm. a little less pressure, right? Like I'm just going to show up as the best me so that people can have a good experience with me if they choose to so much better than I need everyone to be happy. It's just so much pressure. Yes. Or I really would love for people to be happy, but that's up to them. Yes, totally. Yeah. Like I just can't choose that for them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's getting back to the focus of you and not so much the focus of trying to control things outside of you. Right. Sometimes those sneaky little thoughts are trying to control things that you actually don't have control of. 
And that's right. why I feel so terrible. What could be a more impossible task than making sure that everyone is yeah. happy? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not even doable on any realistic level. No. Yeah. Completely. Completely. But, you know, the people pleasers wow. in us, it gets us. It gets us. Yeah. And uh, notice also, I, I don't think you're advocating, Jamelin, for us to go around thinking, well, I just want everybody to be miserable because that, that's also a sneaky little thought. I mean, it's nobody would ever think that, first of all. No, no. But it's it's just the opposite side of the same coin. Yeah. How right. other people feel is not within your control. Yeah. Totally. And it is funny how our brains do as soon as I, sometimes when I'm talking to someone, they'll kind of say that, oh, so I should think I don't care about anyone else's feelings. And I'm like, well, we don't actually have to go to that extreme. (laughs) It's not one or the other. It's just, it's just tweaking it. You know, what's interesting about this, Jamelina, I I teach this in my parent coaching all the time, Mm -hmm. that your job as a parent is to love them. Right. No matter what. And even if mm-hmm. it's not to make sure that they anything. Right. But here's the catch. When you love someone, when you truly love someone, what do you want for them? Oh, yeah. The best. What the best. You want them to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like your kids, your spouse, mm-hmm. the people around it's like your mom was saying, I just want yeah. everybody to be happy. Well, of course she does. Why? Because she's a loving person. Yes, totally. Yeah. But it was like so unloving for her. Like, right? Yeah. The sneaky little part of this thought is yeah. somehow, somehow I need to make sure that they yeah. are happy. And yeah. that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Because so often in the end, she was the one who wasn't happy because of all she'd right. done to try and create that for everybody. And then people aren't happy. Right. Right. And it's kind of like um, another sneaky little thought that I see is like a good mom would do this. Right. That's what a good mom would do or a good dad would do. It's, it sounds so good. With its related thought. I just want to be a good mom. Yes, totally. I just want to be a good mom. And it's like implied in that is like, maybe you don't think you are. Like maybe and, there's some task list you have to fulfill yeah. in order to yeah. qualify for that. Yeah. Like it's just such a different thought than like, like I'm a mom doing my best or like I just show up as the best mom I can, like whatever things that just sound maybe better than I just really want to be a good mom or that's what a good mom would do. Mm. It's, there's just like a pressure in it, a little anxiety in it. That, yeah. How many how many moms who think that actually believe that they are? I, yeah, I don't think many do. Right? It it's like when when someone says, yeah. "I just want my child to live up to their potential." Like we don't say that about kids that we think are living up to their potential. Right. Even though it sounds like I just want the best for them, we don't we don't feel like they're doing their best right now when we're saying. I just really want them to live up to their potential. Again, it's like so much pressure behind that kind of a thought and maybe some disappointment in what's really happening. It creates also pressure for the person 
who is the yes. object of that thought. Yes. Yes. So outside focused again, right? Mm-hmm. Like focusing on trying to get you to become something I think you need to be instead of the focus on me as who do I want to be as your mother or your father as you live your life and you get to figure it out. You are giving us some alternatives too, Jamelin, and I appreciate mm. that mm. because identifying the stinking thinking is one thing. Oh, I love I love that stinking if- thinking. If we can get if we can get some alternatives, and I think as coaches, mm-hmm. part of our job is to provide alternatives that yeah. are possible, plausible, yes. dare I say even true. Right. Yes. That we can replace it with. When you were just yeah. talking about, oh, I just want to be a good mom. Um, we were joking. Do you remember in our mastermind group that this came up? We were joking about a t-shirt. Oh, world's yes. okayest mom. Yes. <laughs> Every mom needs that shirt. Seriously. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. How many mothers make mistakes or something yeah. that they would identify as being a mistake mm-hmm. in raising their kids? Oh, yeah. No. It's how many times do I say to my children, legitimately, nobody trained me for this. Like. <laughs> Well, although you were programmed by your own parents. (laughs) Yes. And I had good parents, thank goodness. But I'm like, absolutely. It's like, yeah, you're right. I am making a lot of mistakes here. Which, okay, pause everybody. And you might be thinking, yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes. Welcome to earth. Yes. It's kind of how we roll here. Yes. Yes. So it doesn't make you a special case. No. And that's one of the sneaky little thoughts. Right. Actually. And we don't always even identify it, but somehow I'm a special case. Sometimes somehow I'm outside of the norm here. Yes. That is, that's a fantastic one. Actually, Dr. Paul, that's a really good one. Just kind of separates us a bit. And sometimes maybe in a way that makes actually gives us some arrogance or superior, but mostly in a way Mm. that's like, I'm, I'm less than less no than one else or worse is like than me. Or, yeah. 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 Totally. And really, you're just not. You're probably just a normal human being. Yes. Yes. And how does that thought feel? Way better, right? It it may not feel familiar. Okay, if I can put right. it that way. Yeah. I was on a coaching call earlier today, Jamelin, where this mom who was experiencing a lot of depression. Mm-hmm. was telling me about how she had failed as a mother. Mm-hmm. Her kids are grown now, but somehow she failed as a mother. And she wasn't saying it as if, you know, I'm thinking that I failed as a mother and that's causing me to feel bad. It right. was like, no, I, I seriously have <laughs> failed. Yes. As She thought she was stating the truth. Yes. Because like I said from, from Dr. Nisbet, you know, we tend to believe what we think. Mm-hmm. And so it feels true. And her question was interesting. In fact, I'm just going to throw this out to you and see what you do with this. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, well, am I just supposed to lie to myself then? Yeah. How would you respond to that? Oh, I know. I love that. Right. Because I've said it to myself. Yeah. Right. It's like, I feel like I'd be lying to myself to tell myself a different story. Right. Which, yeah, and that's interesting. Look at that for a minute. Yeah. 
to tell myself a different story than the one I'm used to. See, we're going to yeah. fill in the, the unspoken part here. Yeah. To, to switch stories is going to, I'm going to feel like I'm lying to myself. Right. But in her mind, she was simply lying to herself if she said anything other than what she already believed. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, what, like, I think one we thing do that, lie to ourselves. We well, just, the whole, it's all a lie, right? <laughs> it's all, it can all be a lie in the end because it's all thoughts and thoughts are optional. Yeah. So, well, whatever we already think is what we think is true. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, I, I understated that. It's what we know is true. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> so it, we don't, we don't yeah. think we're right. We know we're right. No, it's so true. And that's what gets in our way. Yeah. And I, I see like, um, oh, I just had a thought and it left me. Well, let's continue, Dr. Paul. Sorry. <laughs> Thoughts I had a, do that sometimes, I had, don't they? I had a really good thought. And then I was like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> well, Jamelin, this idea of sneaky little thoughts, I, I'm so glad that you came today and, and rose our level of awareness to that because yeah. until we see it as a choice, it's not. Exactly. Yeah. We'll just roll with it with whatever our programming is. Yeah. And we won't even see it as a a self-destructive thought. Right. Until it's brought to our attention. And that's the beauty of of the work that you're doing. Awesome. Yeah. No, you know, bring that to our awareness. Let's take Mm -hmm. a look at it. Yeah. Now you do this also, uh, like you said earlier, primarily in the area of of coaching women of faith. Mm -hmm with um, desire, including and particularly sexual desire, but also other areas of light and the fire in their life and getting that, that desire going that can take them in some good places. Yeah. Um, You mentioned to me before the show that you've got some tools and uh, some, some helpful things that you could share. Yeah. Tell us about that and where we can connect to that. Yeah. So I have just a, like a PDF that um, uh-huh. I would be happy for anyone to come and get. It's just called the four lies that you tell yourself that are sabotaging your sexual desire. And some of those lies Ooh. are sneaky little thoughts. Like one of them is sex is a need. And that is a really pervasive thought that most of us grew up with. We were told most men are told you have sexual need. Most women are told you need to take care of men's need. And it sounds, again, it's like a need. It just sounds very factual, very righteous, good, but it's such a sneaky little lie because it puts so much pressure, especially on women, right? To take care of and facilitate this need being taken care of. Right. And Mm. so yeah, so it's these kind of thoughts that that get you and will actually decrease your sexual desire because as soon as there's pressure, your desire is going to drop. So that's just one of the right. lies that I talk about on that PDF, but it's just four four really simple, it's just two pages, not long, just simple little things that maybe you're telling yourself that actually are decreasing the desire that you have, not just for sex, uh, but you can kind of look at them as well and be like, how is this affecting other areas of my desire and in my life? Oh, I love it. The four lies. 
You guys go get it. We're going to put a link in the notes for the show in the description. It's Jamelin Stefan. Now we better spell that, right? Yeah, that's true. You're going to want it's J A M E L Y N S T E P H A N. Okay, you got it. J A M E L Y N S T E P H A N. Jamelin Stefan dot com and then do a slash freebie yeah f-r-e-e-b-i-e because guess how much jamelin's going to charge you for this nothing nothing yes please come take us thank you thank you jamelin i'm excited to take a look at that myself i love the way that being more aware of those things is going to generalize also to other areas of your thinking. Because yes. once you start to identify the stinky little thoughts, yes, they can't get away with as much as they did before. Yeah, totally. That is awesome. Uh, you guys, I hope you have gained some useful things. I know I have. And Jamalyn, I just love your insights. Again, the podcast is called Want to Want It with Jamelin Stefan. Go look it up wherever you get your podcasts yeah. and um, subscribe, give her a review. Uh, this is a fairly new podcast for yeah. you. Yeah. I say fairly new. This is episode 501 for <laughs> Live on Purpose Radio. I know. But I I've know. been doing this since you were in like junior high. So. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> go check out our podcast. You guys get the freebie with four lies, jamelinstefan.com forward slash freebie. And uh, you'll be connected with this, this lovely lady who's doing so much good in raising our awareness. Thank you, Jamelin, for joining us at Live on Burps Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun. You guys have it. Now it's time for you to use it. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>